Be still and know that I am God. Have you ever noticed how difficult it is to be still? To be actually completely focused on one one thing. Um, and this is David's prayer in the Psalms. Lord, give me an undivided heart. And distraction has um, really become the new norm. I mean, we get caught up with what happened yesterday and, and preoccupied with, with, with what may happen tomorrow. And... I think society almost demands it of us to to do several things at once, to 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 multitask essentially, and we we take on this persona and we function that way out of sheer need of survival. To to do this, plan do this, do this, and our attention is too often focused on on so many things. We we're not effective in anything anymore, and you know you're a you're talking on the phone, you're responding to an email, and you're reading the latest headline, and you're texting somebody all at once. I know I've done that before. So, And to be honest, multitasking is great. I'm quite good at it. Uh, I don't know about you, but like I said, we start to take that, that skill and 
and it sinks into our relationships with each other and with God. And then we begin to wonder why our relationships don't have quality, that they don't last. We begin to wonder why we're not sensing God. I'm here, God, but I'm not hearing anything. Um, We commit to too many places at once. Am I the only person who's done this? As people, we must be present. It's our responsibility to embrace what God has, has placed squarely in front of us and to take action where we are. Being present requires time and space and place. There's this eye-to-eye focus, right? An undivided attention, the willingness to almost have messy moments of inconvenience, things that maybe you didn't plan today that happened. And the thing is, being, being present requires you actually to be still. I'm not talking physically necessarily. I'm talking mentally and, and emotionally and spiritually. And if you have a, um, you know, uh, we all have relationships. So if you have a, very, a, a close one, a very meaningful one, you, you know what I'm talking about. Because this <laughs> relationship seems to just draw this out of us, right? It's, it, it's a result of so much time and, and life and effort that we pour into these things. And... And it requires so much. Mastering a craft is a, is a bit similar. The only difference with a craft is if you paint something, you can't talk back to you. With a relationship, it's a two-way street. And if you're not there, eventually that other person's going to recognize it. Uh, and the irony, I think, is we, we want to be good people. We want to reach others. We want to hear God. But we commit to too many things all at once. We're, we're such a big effort to meet everybody's needs in our life. And to maybe be the person that we, that is needed. And tonight, I, I want to ask you, where are you? Like, what what are you actually doing? Are you here? Are you paying attention? Not so much to what I'm saying, but what God is saying. Are you focused? And, you know, it's so hard for me to not look at my phone. It, it's so hard. These simple things in life that, again, we need to survive have really almost cheated us out of a, a quality of relationship with God. We need to be here. We need to be in the present. We need to be with who you're with. You talk with who you're talking to. The, the past is the past, and the future comes later. It's now. Uh, does God have your undivided attention tonight? Now, when you're really present in a conversation, extraordinary things really happen, and you start to learn things, sense things about a person that you probably never sensed before. And the only reason is because you're actively listening. You know how hard it is to actively listen in a conversation and not, and not say anything? Because we all want to, uh, we have this urge to uh, share this profound insight that we all have, right? It's like, I can solve your problem for you. Especially guys, we, we're very guilty of this. Have you ever tried to be in a conversation and just listen? Not, not check out and listen. I mean actively listening to what's happening. You will learn so much. I wonder what God thinks about us about my relationship with him. What does God think about you and your relationship with him? Oftentimes I think we're the ones that are talking so much. God knows us so well. He knows every, everything about us. Yet we feel the need to paint this picture for him and tell him how it's really going down. And, and, and it's this list, right? And, and it's talking and talking and talking. And how do we ever actually hear him? If we're done, amen, and we get in the car and we go. We, ha- we have to be still and listen. And it's not, it's not easy to be silent before God. Honestly, it, when I have the ability to shut everything off and I finally do that, 
the outside noises, my mentally, you know, my mind is still racing. So many things I'm thinking of. And it actually circumvents the process of prayer, of our spiritual growth, because we're not listening. And for me, my prayer life has really evolved over the past years, and it's turned into actually more listening than it is talking. There's very little talking most of the time. Because I, I want to hear. I need to hear. There's a scripture I want to read for you. It's in First Kings, and it's Elijah. And he's basically running for his life. He's scared at this point. But um, what I want to focus on is the part right after that, verse 10. So it says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on a mountain, and in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Uh, then there's a great and powerful wind that tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And Elijah heard it, and he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And the voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Here's God who has the ability to, to connect with us in any logical way, any possible way. He can send a lightning bolt down and like write your name in the sky, whatever. He can do all kinds of things. And how does he choose to talk to Elijah through a whisper? I think when people yell at us, you know, we, they may have our attention, but it's a very short attention, right? We don't listen to him very much, but... When somebody is speaking to us quietly, we're forced to listen if we want to hear what they're saying. And, and that's the way God speaks. Very rarely does he throw something in, in your face. And tonight, there, there's so much I can say about this, but honestly, the more I, I prayed about this and, and, and thought about it, I just want to spend a few moments in silence. And I know silence is a bit of a scary thing. And it can be dangerous also. Most people don't like to hear their own thoughts and, and what's going on. Um, but I, I'm not silent for being silent. Silent in an active listening sort of posture and see what God says to you. And I look at my past uh, relationship with God and, and what that was, and I realized I was doing more talking than, than listening, and I didn't hear as much. So tonight I, I hope um, this can encourage you a bit, maybe just take a step back and and not talk so much, and see what, see what God may tell you. So God, we stand here tonight, and we're, we're just going to listen, Lord, for a couple minutes, actively listen for you. And I pray that, that your presence would be undeniable, um, that you'd fill us with life and, and, and speak to us in these quiet moments. We are here. We're, we're present. We want to give you our undivided, our undivided attention. We be still before you, O oh God.